0: Okay, episode 16, Mitch and his dad. I am Mitch. Yes, there he is. There he is. He is my dad. How are you?
1: Well, I'm kind of thinking we're off by a little bit on the Academy Awards, if you want to talk about those. But I have a few little special items here about the Academy Awards that pertain to a little work I did over the weekend, depending on what you want to get into. I was glad to hear uh, see uh, Christian Bale win for Best Supporting Actor. Here's the funniest thing: the newspaper here had a contest where you name all the winners, everything from the director to the to the um, best movie, you know, actress, actress, uh, actor, supporting actor. It was about nine categories. Yeah, yeah. So I picked it. Just in fact, Jenny and I both picked it. We used the newspapers, our little pick thing. But I didn't send mine in, and I got every one of them right. <laughs> But here was the thing, I don't think wow. I was alone in getting it right because all the favorites what? won. I don't know I mean, some kind did of you win something. I don't, know. I don't right. really know, just... but I mean, I would not have been the only one. Let's put that hmm. one. But, but no, no, right. she got a couple what, of did them. Did you she get was them all? Picking different. She didn't pick Melissa Leo, for instance, for a supporting actress. Um. Hmm. I don't know, she had a couple of wrong a couple of three wrong and uh but i don't know what i would have yeah. won but i don't think i don't think i would have won like the grand prize because believe me the favorites won and it was no surprises at all yeah, yeah. so anyway it was kind
0: of it, yeah i, I heard how could you live I, in I hollywood watch, and not watch uh, the oscars
1: that's so it. weird
0: Yeah, I know. I I missed all the big stuff. I didn't watch a single minute I of the Super understand. Bowl. I understand the Super Bowl. I
1: didn't watch a single Bowl, minute of the geez. Oscars. It is enough somebody who lives in Hollywood to ask me. I this mean, is I, like I people just... that live in New York that never go to the Statue of Liberty. Have, have you ever been to the?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, exactly. Have you? It's have like you are there your whole the life. Why bother? You know.
1: Yeah. Where do you go when you go yeah, to the
0: beach? Many times. Many times. Uh well, most recently the okay, last few you go times I've to the Venice beach Veniceville crazy beach. people. Are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just so happens that I go there. It's not a particular preference. I don't really have a preference. Um. Uh. When I lived in Orange County, we'd go between uh, Huntington well, Beach and you uh, even Newport go the beach, the beach. So the two that we went to the most often.
1: California is one of the few places where you can. Stand at the end of the interstate, I-10, which ends at the San Santa Monica Pier.
0: Mm-hmm. You can stand oh, yeah, on that pier, Santa Monica pier a few times, yeah, and look like that.
1: back toward the San Gabriel Mountains, and the mountains have snow on them. <laughs> it's very strange, yeah, but uh, yeah. California is a wonderful place, except that it's yeah. terrible to live there. But anyway, uh, <coughs> I went back. To <laughs> I don't mind
0: it so much you myself I, I, I quite like it but uh, you know I, I know I've been I've been in Southern California for uh, Jeez, I'm going scary. on year 11 now I think yeah yeah because I moved that's, here in 2000 that's scary like mid, right Yeah, uh,
1: summer of 2000 All right, so what I'm doing is I'm taking the I picked a famous year on the calendar that year would be 1978 I think I think you were born there yeah, at uh, was born. October the 29th of 78. So what I did was I went back mm-hmm. to the Oscar Awards for the year of 1978. Some of these things will ring a bell.
0: Okay. The
1: best actor that year was John Voight. Mm-hmm. He won it. F-
0: okay. No, no,
1: Midnight Cowboy was in long uh, before Midnight that. Midnight Cowboy? This was a movie called Coming Home. And what they did that year, Hollywood, I hated them for this. It was an anti-Vietnam movie, okay? And John White and Jane Fonda both won Oscars. She was best actress, he was best actor for Coming Home. It was a terrible movie. But, anyway, the best supporting actor was Christopher Walken for one of the great movies of all time, The wow. Deer Hunter.
0: That's surprising. Not that The Deer Hunter, I'm just surprised that, you know, didn't get more awards and, and kind of well, surprised I didn't yet. even know that he was considered, you know...
1: The best supporting actress oh, okay. was Maggie Smith in a movie called California Suite, which was based on a play. And you know who Maggie Smith is. She's played... In fact, she's late, lately she's played in Lord of the Rings. She's the kind of old witchy-looking woman that's got the hat with the pointed top on it. That's Maggie Smith. She's, of course, a much older woman now. Mm. The best director was Michael Cimino for Deer Hunter. Or Cimino, do you say his name. And the best picture was Deer Hunter. Okay. So deer hunter did the sweep that after the and trip. that was the 78 oscars and uh what i then did i moved into a more aggressive category
0: Yeah. now real quick i did want to say i remember when i was a kid because you had oh, the yeah. deer hunter the double vhs set thing back when yeah, back when those probably 95 cost 100 probably. bucks a pop um yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh and I remember you had it and I remember at one point you said something like that's not a movie for you. And high in my <laughs> head I thought, oh there's some dirty stuff in it. And uh I remember I went to go I popped it in the VCR one day, just fast forwarded through it, you know, and would check it every once in a while. This is boring. This is boring. Fast forward. <laughs> Let me check the second tape. Come on, fast forward. Check it. Uh, two guys talking about deer. You know what I mean? And uh I was just like and I remember you had come home while I was doing that, and I was like, oh, crap, and I had to like put it away, and you, you kind of caught me, and you were like, were you trying to watch The Deer Hunter? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, and you were like, you wouldn't you wouldn't like that film. And I thought, like, so I'm not in trouble, so it's not Violent. dirty, it's just boring, <laughs> and I, to this day, I've never seen it. I think that's just one of those, well, I you know would that love I need to, to see it. Everybody like, gasps well, when well, I say, I haven't seen The Deer Hunter. I should. I should see it. It's just that my impression of The Deer Hunter was that. Is it that like I was just fast forwarding because it was Any very movie
1: boring. with but I was, Robert I was De Niro like, no, I and Christopher Na- uh, uh, Walk and then uh, what's his name that also that played uh, played the brother, the little skinny brother in The Godfather. It's a good friend of De Niro that died at a young age. I uh, can't think of his name. He was in that too. But mm, I uh, what I thought I'd do is and I'm going to send you this list by email it's going to probably take me an hour to type it on my computer I
0: went through this is why I type everything uh, it took me some
1: time (laughs) over the weekend I spent a couple of hours with this I went through every movie from my movie catalog book that was out from 1978 to 2010 through 2010 and there was actually thousands yeah. something like 33,000 3300 movies okay uh, well you talking jesus that's 30 that's 30, that actually doesn't 32 even sound, years that's about that 100 a year a low. so that's that's a lot of movies uh, <clears throat> now
0: yeah
1: what yeah, i did was i thought i would pick out I didn't have any number in mind. I was just going to pick out what I thought, out of those 3,000 movies, the greatest of those movies. Not good, but great. So after Mm -hmm. picking out the greatest, I ended up with 87 movies. Now, I am not going to name you 87 right here and bore the audience to death, but I can't answer any questions you have to tell you whether your movie's (laughs) on there. What I did from the 87... I honed it down to 25, and then I honed the 25 to 10. Okay, now, uh, wow. do you want me to do the 25 and then the 10, or just the 10?
0: Probably so, just the 10. Now, are you going from 10 to 1? Just one? 10, I don't have them in or are order. Well, these are just 10 and you don't have in an
1: order. order. I, I, it was okay. impossible to put them in order.
0: Okay. I would imagine. I would imagine once sure, you get that love, you like the going to take that long, yeah. All
1: right, I comes up ten. Well, uh, let's see what the this ten is. This is not any quick. order of the year it went out right. or popularity. It's just as it came into my mind as I was writing okay, these movies okay. down. Okay. The verdict.
0: Okay. That's
1: a movie that was nominated for an Academy Award and all new. all new. Is it the no. one with uh,
0: Tom Cruise? I think of
1: the, or Color of Money, you thinking
0: of. What's the one I'm thinking of? No, I was thinking of the one that, remember there was that, I think it was Dean Koontz wrote all those, like, lawyer movies. The Verdict
1: is one of the greatest movies ever made. I mean, why Paul Newman didn't win an Academy Award. They felt so bad about it. The following year, they gave him an Academy Award for a movie that he just wasn't even any good in, The Color of Money. He was like a second rate. They just gave him the Oscar because they know he should have won it for Mm -hmm. The Verdict the verse one now you're going to notice a similarity in some right, of these right. movies the second one uh, the next one okay. is uh, no country for bad men for old men yeah I, that that, I was that, say, that's was that was that, that the that early version Oscar. <laughs> still haven't seen that one next one is Goodfellas yeah next one is Raging Bull
0: yeah great Raging- movie great movie
1: Way, should probably be number Oscars.
0: one. I still haven't seen Raging Bull either.
1: The next one is uh, Apocalypse Now. Whoops, there's a problem with the can internet we, we, connection. We, we, Hold on while we get. Okay,
0: yeah, we we got disconnected there. That was that time. Well, it was definitely my fault.
1: Okay, well that's good to know.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you left off at Raging Bull. I said.
1: Okay, Raging Bull was the, uh, you know what that is, but it's one of the great movies of all time. Still
0: never seen that one either. Another one of those. Oh. I know, a lot of these. Uh, those, all right. I,
1: there's, there's just Raging too Bull. much stuff. I've been
0: over this one. There's just too much stuff in the world.
1: Apocalypse Now.
0: Okay, yeah, I remember you mentioned that. I did see that. I like that one.
1: All the President's Men. I don't think I ever saw that one. Robert Redford, the Nixon thing with the Watergate. Yeah, it was an excellent movie. Okay. Fargo. Also, did you see that? In my top 10. That's a Cone movie. The Cone Brothers. Wait, was that the one? No, never mind. I didn't see Storm. That one. Oh, that was a great movie. Okay. Then we go with two Woody Allens Manhattan mm-hmm. and Crimes and Misdemeanors. Yeah,
0: I remember I. I... I talked to you maybe a year, year and a half ago, and you you were talking about Woody Allen movies. I said, "Okay, I'm going to rent each one in succession and watch them." And uh,
1: Annie Hall, yeah, Manhattan.
0: Annie Hall, Hannah and Her Sisters, Manhattan, Crimes and Misdemeanors. Um, and I don't remember being particularly blown away by any of them, but I don't know how closely I was watching them. I don't really remember. In fact, I think it was probably two years ago or something. Yeah, it was before I even got into my the last department i had so
1: he racked up about six oscars from those movies
0: yeah i mean it's one of those everybody says they're great and i just need to like sit and actually pay attention and watch them um i got when,
1: when i send you the list of the 87 movies what's that uh, when i send you this list with the 87 movies on it mm-hmm this gives you an opportunity to watch one a week for 87 weeks.
0: All right. We'll talk in three okay. years. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I know, granted, a year and a half. But, I mean, you understand, I just like... Uh,
1: they have, I mean, these are new movies, being they all took place since you've been alive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. These are not my old favorites. Yeah,
0: no, I, I mean, I'm, I realize this is not every movie ever made or anything. There's been a lot of great movies that have been made in my lifetime.
1: These are some great movies. Yeah, okay, the next the Unforgiven, which is the Clint Eastwood Western, the best Western ever made. Yeah, never saw that one. I'm not a big Westerns guy, though. So The next one is a surprise pick. Okay. Only because I found myself watching it over and over again. A Beautiful Mind. I didn't much Russell, care for that one. Russell Crowe was unbelievable in that movie. He was good, I just didn't care for the
0: film itself.
1: Well, it was about a brainy guy. Yeah. That's that's your 10 right there. All right. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's 10. That, yeah, okay. Collins of Mr. Manish. Yeah. Oh, you, that's yeah. oh,
0: that's right. You said Manhattan and Collins and Mr. Mis- okay, yeah. That's where I got confusing because you said those two now, back to back.
1: Now, there's 15 I haven't mentioned, which I will not mention unless you want me to. They're in my top 25. All right, let's go ahead
0: be. with the other 15. I'll see how many of them I've seen.
1: Okay, I can roll through these. Okay. All right, the other 15, Slingblade. Didn't see it. Star Wars episode, Return of the Jedi. Really?
0: Over uh, over A New Hope and Empire?
1: Yes. Okay. Did, Return yeah. of the Jedi was the first of the adult Star Wars. You think? It, it, wow. Oh, yeah. I felt it, like... had all those, it had all those characters and everything. I, I mean, good. most
0: people would say it's the opposite. Like, it was the first one that was... Very kid-like because it, you know, because of the air, Ewoks and things like that. I, I, I mean, so. I'm I'm alone amongst my friends in that I I like Jedi the best. Um, because I like maybe
1: that's what it is. I enjoyed it the most, so I put it in there.
0: Yeah, it was the most like uplifting one. The
1: original Star Wars came out in '77, so I didn't, I wasn't able to put it in there.
0: An Empire right. was '81.
1: Yeah, I think '81.
0: And, and then I think Jedi was '83 or '84.
1: Yeah. I saw Jedi yeah.
0: in theaters, I remember that.
1: Yeah. All right, the next one is Deer Hunter that made the top twenty five. Okay. Uh oh, wait a minute, I gave all the presidents men a top ten, but it, it was actually in the top twenty five. It was not a top ten. Oh okay. All the all the presidents men. Okay, then we got uh Eyes Wide Shut.
0: I did like that one. That was a good one. Oh, okay. I was I was alone what? amongst my friends in liking that one actually.
1: The other one is another Woody movie, Hannah and Her Sisters. Okay. Schindler's List. Yeah, I saw that. I really like that. Yeah, a good movie. That was, that was Wall really cool. Street. Still haven't seen that. They just made a sequel to it. I
0: heard it was terrible. The sequel was really bad. I think anything you put that one guy in is going to be a terrible, terrible movie. Um, that kid. can never remember his name. He's got a. Oh yeah. He's got a real uh, like. Fake sounding name.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I know who you mean. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, it, it sounds foreign. Or yeah, something. it's like it's, it's.
0: like he took a normal name and then he's like, no, no, it's pronounced this way. What is his name? But he's terrible. Everything he's. I can't think of a good movie he's been in yet.
1: He's. He's. He. They like him for some reason. Yeah, I don't even right, get it. All right, continuing with my top twenty-five, okay. Dances with Wolves. Still didn't see that one either. The sub, the Silence of the Lambs.
0: Uh, I love that movie.
1: The Player.
0: Okay, like that
1: one. Yeah, that was a good one. We talked about that. Yeah. The English Patient. Didn't see that one. Uh, American Beauty.
0: Yeah, I loved that movie. That was really good.
1: And Michael Clayton.
0: Did not see that one either.
1: Fairly new movie. Shia LaBeouf. That's the top. That's the guy. Yeah,
0: that's him. Even his name makes me angry.
1: I don't know why he does why he uses that name. I
0: know. I When I saw the name written down, I was like, it sounded like a black actress. And to find out it's like some lame white yeah, guy. Yeah,
1: it did sound. That's a very good way of describing it. That's exactly what it sounds like. Just Shayla hey, Yeah,
0: With a name like that, you better be a good actor. Because if it's going to take me that long I'm to think, figure out how to say your name, you better be good.
1: I'm trying to think of the other movie I saw him in recently where he was a bomb and.
0: I mean, let's see. He was in that Indiana Jones crap fest. He was in both Terminator Transformers, which were both. No, this is
1: a fest. movie. No, this is a movie where he's 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 under court order to stay in the house. He's got the ankle bracelet thing on, and there's a girl who's next door, mm. and he's trying to prove he's innocent of something. And she she moves in with her parents, and then he sees her moving in, and he he only has a certain amount of space where he can go outside like up to the boundary of the house so he's always struggling you know to that he wants you know like she comes over and all that stuff uh, but it was so oh no, it was New just York so. I Love You Eagle Eye it's one of those no it wasn't, it wasn't New York uh, um, I
0: it. That was a good movie Disturbia no uh Disturbia that sounds like it that was a horror movie though I'm pretty sure. Was it? Yeah, it was like one of what they call uh, horror or uh, gore porn or something like that. Basically, it was just gory stuff. Or torture porn just, is what they call it, yeah. He, was it, I mean, it, th- he hasn't done that much recently. It's all Transformers and stuff. And then in 2009, he did New York, I Love You. In 2008, he did Eagle Eye and Indiana Jones. Eagle Eye! Eagle Eye was the one. Hmm.
1: Is that the one? I, I don't, don't know. know.
0: I, I have no idea. Just looking through his list, i like, yeah, every movie... About- and sounds about right. Though. Oh, I, I remember seeing that poster where he had this stupid mustache.
1: Okay, well, no, that wasn't it. He didn't have a mustache in the movie, I'm thinking of. Oh. If you want to
0: live, you will obey. It says, Jerry and Rachel are two strangers thrown together by a mysterious phone call from a woman they've never met. That doesn't sound like what you're talking about at all. I don't know. But I, Looking through <laughs> his list of movies, I can't find a single one in there that, that <laughs> would even be considered a good film by any now, standard
1: he just makes a lot of money making those big movies but
0: yeah he, oh, they're all they're all huge i mean constantine i robot they're all huge movies charlie's angels full throttle you know what i mean you
1: know i was thinking about this as i was going through these movies a lot of actors and and you know if i was an actor i'd probably do the same thing once they get oh it is Disturbia, into,
0: by the way it is disturbia my bad
1: yeah i think it is disturbia it wasn't a horror movie
0: okay i thought it was I, but I
1: anyway, uh, I was thinking about how when a movie actor gets to a certain level, usually superstar, they start making movies just for the money. Yeah. Now, I got to tell you, my best friend, Robert De Niro, does that himself. <laughs> I mean, he that sucker must have made 20 movies last year. I mean, he is in a lot of movies, and he's yeah. not the star of the movie sometimes. He's just a... You know the weird doctor or some kind of thing. You never know what he's going to be, but I mean he's always good. But you know they, they money movies, they movies. I mean, you, you think, know, do
0: you think at this point he's really doing it for the money?
1: Yeah, I think there's got to be a reason he's making some of these movies he's making because I mean they're not you know. They're very insignificant movies. I don't blame him. I mean, I, I probably would do I mean, exactly. I wonder if it's
0: just one of those things where you just kind of, you know, he's he just loves making movies so much he doesn't even care.
1: That's what I and wish it was. People,
0: and people just pick him and go, hey, you want to do this thing? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got that. I got that week. Well, free. And
1: if he's in the cast, he's going to sell tickets. Yeah,
0: you know. and he, he doesn't. That's what even
1: they even did mind. with Brando. You know, they, they paid him $10 million to be Superman's daddy for three minutes. You know who we haven't seen in years? Al Pacino. Who's that? Al Pacino. What's he done? He hasn't done anything recently. Oh, you know,
0: actually, there's a there's a documentary on HBO. I haven't watched it. I don't think I will watch it. It sounds pretty boring, but I saw the description on my on demand where he was doing a Shakespeare play.
1: Oh yeah, but that's been on for years. No, I didn't. I didn't
0: know if that was like a recent. It's 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 a documentary about him making it or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's Richard III, the play. Richard III. Yeah, there we go. That's
0: the one. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, I probably
1: saw that five or six years ago.
0: TV movie, You Don't Know Jack. Oh, I did see that. That was really good. Did you see that one, You Don't Know Jack? No. It was about uh, Jack of Orkian. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I'm that sorry. was really good. That. Uh, yeah, that was terrible, terrible title. <laughs> that, was a,
1: that was an HBO thing.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, then he was in the Being Frank TV show, or the Being Frank show, a TV series. A series. He was in one episode, and then The Son of No One. Apparently it's out this year.
1: No, I haven't seen maybe that. Maybe
0: it's maybe it just came out. It says 2011, but it doesn't say like coming soon no, it or anything. Hasn't come out
1: yet. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah.
0: So there we go. But, that's no, he
1: doesn't know. make. I mean, Robert De Niro. If you started rambling through, you'd find a lot of insignificant movies. Oh, I don't have in, that in at the all. Yeah. Past five years or so. I mean, he's he's rolled through them. I mean, he's he's, he's in he's in all kind of movies yeah and they, but the guy that really has sold out the most is uh what's his name uh francis ford coppola's nephew uh sophia coppola no 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 his name's not Cop- coppola his name oh, is yeah, yeah he won an award for leaving las vegas which is one of my top 87 movies Nick cage Nick Cage, yeah, yeah, that sucker makes movies. He, you know, he bulked. The first thing was he bulked up. Yeah, yeah, so he could play these, you know, Superman kind of guy. There's a
0: there's a podcast I listen to uh, called "How Did This Get Made," and it's a it's a bunch of comedians <laughs> that sit around and they talk about a a really really bad movie that just came out, or or sometimes they go to older ones. They've I think they've done yeah. five or six episodes maybe, and. Uh, they just did that driver or drive angry in 3D, which apparently that's the actual title of the film. It's not drive angry colon in 3D like as a as a side. It's like the title of the movie is drive angry in 3D. And uh, and uh, they just reviewed that scared. one and they said Nicholas Cage now has the distinction of being the only actor who's been a star of two of the films that <laughs> we wonder how got made. And oddly enough, they actually thought. Of all the movies they've reviewed so far that that were really really bad, that was the best one. And they were like, I actually there were certain parts I kind of liked, but as they talk about it and deconstruct every part of it in certain scenes, you just go, "Oh, that sounds terrible." Um, they also did it for, um, what was that that movie that that burlesque movie? I think it was called Burlesque, right? Like last year. Yeah,
1: but I didn't see that. Yeah. I, I don't. I, they when they, when they
0: talked about that movie. The things that they described, I was like, "There's no way that's in the film. There's no way somebody put that in a movie." And Meredith went to go see it with her daughter, and uh, uh, I was like, I, it, Jenny, it's a, "Jenny,
1: Jenny went with Jenny, Jenny went to see it, but I mean, apparently me. there's like
0: there's like a scene where Cher is singing and she's just holding a bottle of tequila, like as if it's <laughs> like with the label facing out, like she's a spokesperson for it. She's just holding it like Patron, which is an awkward bottle to hold." She's, like, holding it up yeah, by her they, chest, they, 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 and she doesn't move or anything. No. And there's, like, one light on her, and you can barely oh. see her. Oh, dude! Uh, just all kinds of things like that. There's a lot in there that they described that I was like, that can't be real. <laughs> and they'd play clips, and I was like, that's real. That that happened, apparently. It was the
1: last decent mad. movie that Nicolas Cage made was a movie called Adaption. Adaptation, yes, I have that. Adaptation or whatever Yeah, was. that was a good one. That's uh, Yeah, with Meryl Streep. Yeah, Charlie, what's Back, his name? Uh, the little guy that was in the toothless guy with the no front teeth in the movie, he won Academy Award for that. Best Supporting Actor. Uh, what's his name? Uh, I like that guy. He's a good actor. Uh, can't think of his name. But uh, he also played the gay husband of Julian Moore in uh, Heaven, Heaven, what is it? something with heaven in it i, I can't think of that guy's name he's a really good actor but i watched it on cable the other night for the first time in a long time it was really good
0: you see that was one he of played,
1: those he played him and his brother
0: yeah yeah uh, chris awesome cooper is that
1: the guy you're thinking of
0: chris cooper that's i thought he was. got an he got an academy for uh for american beauty did he get one also for adaptation
1: oh yeah hmm he didn't get. Did he get one for American Beauty?
0: Yeah, I remember when they when he got it because. Uh, I
1: think that was, uh, how do you say that word adaptation?
0: Well, it says uh, it says one Oscar, another twenty two wins and twenty nominations. Jesus, forty two nominations, twenty two wins. My lord. What? Uh, right. No, he's right. Yeah, it was adaptation. I thought it was. Two thousand two. Yeah, so that no, would have been—is that that would have been right around this? No, that would not have been around the same year because uh, *American Beauty* was like ninety-eight or ninety-nine.
1: Huh? Yeah. Well, both both of those movies—one uh, *American Beauty's in my top uh, ten. Yeah. But both of them are in my top twenty-five, and both of them are in my top eighty-seven. Obviously, he's a really oh, good actor. Wanna... I can't remember what's the one with heaven. Heaven. I don't know. You see a list of his movies there? Yeah. Let's see here. Um, Enjoy I was looking more. at his
0: awards because I remember specifically seeing him get an award, and they said, uh, that they, they were interviewing him after the fact, and they said, you know, you're one of those guys who everybody knows they've seen on screen, but they don't remember his name. And they said, maybe now that you've yeah. gotten this award, people will remember your name. And he said, frankly, yeah. I hope they don't, because I would prefer to be a character in a film and not a famous guy who's playing a character and i thought yeah. that's that's what i that's what i dislike about hollywood is because i can't see like a de niro film anymore and not see de niro i don't see characters I'll, you know
1: i'll tell you who's the best superstar actor that wins oscars for best actor and he will not play he plays one movie every like year to 18 months Anthony Daniel
0: Day-Lewis. Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, yeah, that guy. Just... He
1: is probably the best actor alive today. Yeah, he's... Uh... He is really good. I mean, he just... When he he when he did that uh, that uh, There Will Be Blood, which I could watch over and over again, I mean, he was just awesome in that movie. Yeah, he's one of those ones that it sort of seemed
0: like I wasn't paying attention and he came out of nowhere. Clearly, he didn't, but... You know, it's every movie he's been in has been an enormous hit, so he clearly is picking them carefully, and he's always playing really eccentric, weird characters to where now it's a yeah, thing where you're like, a, I don't think you could have a normal conversation with the guy. Like, I have a feeling, you know, because he's always so weird in his characters. They're very, and they're very, uh, despite him being scrawny room. and not necessarily, you know I mean, imposing, he he's lives, got that.
1: He lives in a, He lives in a very secured area along irish or scotland coast somewhere that's hidden away from everyday things and that's where he spends most of his time with his kids and his family they have a video they did of him he allowed them one time to come on his property and it was showing you know it's obviously a beautiful place but he's got his life together him i mean he's you know you could almost figure if he's in a movie, it's a big deal, yeah, you know, yeah. because it's really, he turns down many movies. Oh, I can only imagine. And, and, uh, but he, he's really good. Yeah, it does him.
0: make you wonder how many first, how many crap fests get thrown at him where he's like, no. <laughs> you know,
1: know no I think a lot. a lot of times you figure he's got representatives and attorneys and all that. I'm sure a lot of them, they just get X before they even get to him. That's you know, probably, it's like, yeah. uh, no, won't do that, you know. Kind of thing, but that's I, I kind of admire him for that because he he's just he's just so good. Now you know his original oh, yeah, the last foot.
0: of the Mohicans. Wow, see that's what I'm saying. He's clearly been around for so long, but he's it was not a name that I recognized. He stopped from 1997 to
1: 2002. One he didn't foot, do anything.
0: Uh, my left foot. Yeah, yeah, 1989. Yeah, to ask him for that. Did he? All right. Yeah, 59 was, uh, awards, 19 nominations on top of that. He's got four Oscars. No, no, he's got two Oscars four nomination. He got nominated well, for Gangs of New York, but didn't win it. He got nominated for In the Name of the Father, but didn't win it. One for My Left Foot, one for There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's who he won for. Yeah, that would be the he's, 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 a, he's a beauty. Yeah, he's a good now, guy. Now, he, he has a very unusual movie that didn't get much play in the theaters that's now on cable. He plays this guy making a musical. What's the name of that movie? It's something recent. You'll probably see it on a the list there. It's like a one-word. Oh, that he was in. Yeah. Nine. Nine. Yeah. That's playing. And so I watched it the other night Rio just Contini. because I've never even heard of it.
0: Yeah, I never heard of it either.
1: It, it was it was exquisite, really good. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean again, he's, he's in it, so that's a good... Uh,
1: it's one of those artsy kind of movies. It's not a blockbuster or anything. On the, it
0: was, on the movie post, it says, This holiday season, be Italian.
1: Whoa. Uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that sounds good right yeah, there. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he's a, I you know who I I also, uh, he's done some bad films, but I really like him and everything he's ever been in, uh, is uh, Gary Oldman.
1: Oh, yeah. But he plays in a lot of, he plays in a lot of movies, just kind of.
0: Yeah. He's done a lot of. He's a
1: really good actor, though, that guy.
0: That's, you know, looking through his resume, you know, like his list of films is so interesting to me, like. You know, if it, if it's a, you know Sid and Nancy, he was Sid in a movie called Jesus. He was Jesus, and you know what I mean. Like, and all these different movies where it's like, uh, you know, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Sterner dead. He was Rosenkrantz. You know, it's all this different stuff.
1: How about Dracula? And he was
0: yeah, Bram Stoker's Dracula. He was Dracula. But it's like now to look through things you. like he played Sid Vicious, he played Dracula, and he played like an uptight right wing politician, and then now in the Dark Knight, he's like this family man cop. It's like
1: that's range. He did it he did an improvisation in the in the in the Dracula movie according to the magazine article in Vanity Fair years ago. There's a scene in there where he's got the guy sitting at the table with him, he's serving him dinner and uh I can't remember now what happens. I think the guy cuts himself with his knife and 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 Oldman picked up the knife and licked it.
0: <laughs> oh, that was that was when he was shaving him. When he's shaving him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, something. Yeah, it was yeah. the other guy's blood though. Yeah. But yeah. He, it was a very he did it and it was it was not in the script. Uh, and he but that's the thing I remember about the movie of all the things. I remember well, I remember the naked the naked sirens running around, of course. But uh, the uh, the licking the knife was uh was too much. That was, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> I. That's just one of
0: those movies you can come back to a lot. You know, I really liked it. Uh, a friend of mine uses what, that. The original. A friend of mine uses that as his date movie whenever he has girls over to watch a really? quote, quote, unquote, watch a movie. He always puts that one on. He's like works every time, buddy.
1: <laughs> it, it that kind of thing where I, you know it's it. You know, if you watch the original Dracula with Bella Lugosi. Mm-hmm. The whole movie is worth waiting for him down in the cellar with the cobwebs and the giant spiders and pigs running around on the floor. And he goes, the blood is the life. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Bella ghosty. they even made a movie about his life. It had uh, Johnny Depp in it. You ever see that movie? I don't think I did.
0: No. That
1: it was about familiar. it was about Bella's life, you know. Hmm. It was it was done like a comedy kind of thing. Johnny Depp is so good at that type of movie, where you don't know whether he's serious or not. I, you know? I miss
0: I miss when Johnny Depp was under the radar a little bit. He did really good films, but he was sort of under the radar, and so he got like neat artsy films. Yeah, I miss those days. Now it's you know, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah, everybody says Caribbean. By the way, I don't like that, but that's that's what everybody says. Caribbean is is all you ever hear. Well,
1: they can say Caribbean all they want. I like to say Caribbean because it's actually named after a tribe of Indians that Christopher Columbus got rid of, huh. called the Caribs. Mm-hmm. That's why I he got rid of them. Caribbean. What does that mean? Well, he didn't kill anybody, but they. So the the sailors on his ship, he left. He left the sailors on his when he returned from the Americas back to Spain the first time. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, all the sailors were dead, but they had passed on some venereal diseases to the tribe, and that was the end of the Caribs. Mm, okay. But they had massacred the sailors that were left there. Yes, yeah, see, so yeah, uh, I just, uh, I've
0: never heard you say a bad thing about Christopher Columbus, and that sounds like that's a bad not thing. not a bad
1: thing. And he didn't do anything wrong. He left the sailors there to, to, to colonize the island, and uh, they got killed. But before they got killed, they did a little intermingling. Mean, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. I got you. I got you. A little tango and stuff. Sure. But, uh, it, 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 it was the end of them. But you can't blame that. Or, see, that's what I mean. Now, right, Christopher right. Columbus, he, he gets Well, to, it he sounded like to,
0: that he had slaughtered them, so that's why I asked
1: about now, it. No, he doesn't slaughter. He is, Christopher Columbus is not a soldier. Yeah. He's a sailor, right. right? That's what people have to realize. He was not some guy with the sword out chopping wood. I, I can't either.
0: wait. When is Christopher Columbus Day? It's like like October twelfth. October, yeah. See, I can't wait. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a four hour episode.
1: Okay, good. I, mean, I don't
0: even know if it runs on if it lands on a Tuesday, but the closest thing get, to it, you're gonna.
1: Well, they they celebrate it on the Monday closest to the twelfth. But the twelfth is the actual day. All right. Actually, it turns out the eleventh.
0: The eleventh is a Tuesday, so that'll be the day. Of, say, the day right before slash after. Okay.
1: That's good. That's
0: the day after.
1: Yeah, I will lead up to it because there's a date of like when he set sail. Then he went to the Canary mm-hmm. Islands. Then he set sail again. We'll see what you I want
0: to. What I want to do is I want to interview all the friends of mine who've had some to talk on Christopher Columbus. I okay. And sort of interview them individually or as a group, and just make a list of various um, things that they claim he's done that were bad. That various uh, atrocities, whatever have you. Um, anything that they have against Christopher Columbus. I want to make a list and I'll ask you about each of them one by one, so you can respond directly and say, okay, here's what that comes from.
1: I'm not only going to respond, <laughs> but I will do my famous case of making him the world's greatest human being. Yeah. That's put that. that's put it mildly. You'd put him. You'd put him above Jesus. I know. I don't put Jesus in the human being oh, category. Oh, okay. I mean, somebody who's the son of God is a little bit above a human being. I think. I mean, sure. Let's let's count but, it in there. Uh, I've been going to church, by the way. I, back I know, at the Mention that. So How's there. that going for you? As far as Ash Wednesday. No. Oh.
0: Good, are you going to put the thing yeah. on your, you, you put the yeah, cross the on your head? Or whatever.
1: Or whatever. I hope I have time to get over there and do it tomorrow. It's not a sin not to do it, but it's something you can do. Just a good idea, I see. But I have, uh, I told you about the prayer book and all that. We don't need yeah, to get yeah. into that. You told me all about the Jesus stuff. Yeah, the prayer book from no. when I was a little boy and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I yeah, still maintain small. that I, I, I don't have... think I'm ever going to switch over to that side. Uh, you know, well, I had enough of that in my youth.
1: I think you will. You didn't have any of it.
0: Oh, I had plenty. Oh, my seventh birthday ca- was a baptism. I mean, you know. Well,
1: we went to you know fourteen different types of churches. I mean, everything from the Lutherans to the Methodists to the Mormons. I mean, we did everything. I
0: didn't know that. I thought they were all Catholic. It all the same to me. No,
1: we didn't go. We didn't go to any Catholic church. Really? Not Never. once. Really? No. No. Because Christians
0: don't have mass, but Catholics do. I know. I went to mass number of times.
1: Well I used to call it Mass because to me when you go to church it's mass. But it's it, it not, is
0: in a mass of people.
1: Yeah, well uh, I feel like there was one
0: place I started going to after you left. Um it was Catholic, but I don't remember the name of it very well.
1: It could be. But uh yeah, it was a big, a, big
0: it was a huge, huge church. I'm having
1: i I'm having a lot of enjoyment out of it. That's all I can tell you. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're doing something you like. I mean, you know. Yeah, it's this time in my life to be to be having joy from from the Catholic Church after all those years of time and effort I spent in the Catholic Church as a youngster, all twelve years of it, mm-hmm. every day. Uh, it's strange to come back to it because it's changed so much. For instance, there's no bell ringing. No. I mean, when I was an altar boy, we had the bells. Every time, you know, you need to do something, the bell would ring and everybody would, you know, do something. I'm surprised actually, after all them scandals, they even have altar boys. Well, you know, know, the number of scandals are minute when you compare it to the total number of altar boys. Yeah, well, fact, minute I mean, only in
0: comparison, church, but if you compare it.
1: The church I go to now is altar boys and altar girls.
0: Oh, well, there you go. So I, I just uh, you know it's it's hard for me to turn my back on it or turn turn not even turn my back really I guess sort of turn a blind eye to all that I, yeah
1: but think of the, an organi- no I'm
0: just saying as an organization There's that a- covers up child molestation I can't get behind that just can't do it who's covering it up the Catholic Church this is well documented where have you been
1: no no, no. you say this is very well documented yes i like tell you the story about this. Go ahead. I'd love to hear it. All right, here's what the problem is. For one thing, it's very easy to say my child was molested. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's an accusation. Mm-hmm. Not that it didn't, didn't happen. There's certainly enough proof and people admitting it mm-hmm. that it definitely happened. But... You got to realize if it was a huge company of some sort, and I mean a massive corporation, they would have to treat all these things where, you know, we got to have some evidence of this. We can't just go by somebody reporting to the newspaper or something that they, that they had a, a, uh, a molestation. So the fact that the church is. Not getting rid of a priest immediately until they have investigated it has given people the re, the the the, the uh, opinion that they're hiding something. What they're really doing is just trying to find out whether it actually happened and under what circumstances.
0: It's theoretically, I'm, I agree oh. with you.
1: Okay. Well, that's all it is. I mean, to say that the Pope or the the Cardinals or Rome or some Catholic diocese has some sort of conspiracy cover up of these massive number of priests that are preying on young boys uh, is so blown out of proportion. It's just, it's just ridiculous.
0: I mean, you know, there's the one is too many, but I'm saying there are there are documented cases of a priest being found on a number of, let's say. Three or four cases in one town and they go okay yeah. that's a little weird so they'll take that priest and move him someplace else and hide it up cover it up well pay out the uh, family whatever see, you, don't, you.
1: you don't really know you, what you don't really know about that story is the same way as politics stories what you don't really know about that story is by moving him someplace else you don't know what happens after that yeah, the, he, kept no, on,
0: he kept on. He kept on preaching in a new place. Had new scandals. This is, uh, I am telling you, it's very well documented you know these days. Yeah,
1: but you know how many times that happened? How many times has that happened?
0: I don't have a number. Uh, okay, enough let's say, enough to where, like, it's it's.
1: Let's say it's ten. Okay. Out of tens of thousands of priests so or it's, of children, no, it's, either way, either number. What I am saying is, it's no, it's no different than the number of coaches that molest kids. In the baseball team. I mean, there are adults, men in this case, Mm -hmm. that molest kids. There's no doubt about that. And they're out there in a lot of different spots. Now, the fact that it's the priesthood, and the fact that the priesthood portrays itself as this celibate, pure, clean thing, it makes it a bigger, bigger story. Mm -hmm. I mean, the media loves to tear down anybody who says i'm this or that and they can disprove it or try to disprove it that's what the media does particularly now we got the internet
0: yeah well media but everybody is, loves a good it, everybody loves to hate a good hypocrite that's for sure
1: yeah. yeah there you go so it's it's just it's that's the way you got to take it it's it's not any it's not any different than any other f- you know, like the Cub Scouts and the Boy Scouts. You hear the stories about there's been people doing that, you know.
0: I, you don't hear them as higher of numbers. There hasn't been a scandal on the level. I
1: would say the numbers are way over the priests. And I have to look the that pri- up. I have to look now, that up. I guarantee the priest is not ten of them. You find ten where the priest actually, without a doubt, not by somebody's accusing him, but either he admitted to it, or the, or the church admitted to it. Find ten of those. You're not even going to find ten. You're probably ten, find were the pre-
0: 10 priests or ten kids, just ten cases. Ten
1: priests.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'll find that. I'll, I'll find it and I'll email it to you. It'll be a. It'll be. I don't know if it'll be the Washington Post necessarily. Might be the New I, York I, Times I, or. I,
1: I, I believe me. I have no desire to say that i'm on the side of people who molest i'm not
0: saying i I wouldn't even i wouldn't begin to uh, assume that or or
1: make that aside you have to to sort of sit back a moment and think of it that you know these are some people that are doing some bad things Mm -hmm. is reflecting bad on their other the other priest there's no doubt about that i was thinking the other day that I could really
0: go for there actually being a god, if if he was a more instant and hands-on god. Like it would be nice if when people got out of line, a hand reached down and spanked them real quick and was like, "No!" Like a dog, and said, "Don't do that anymore." That would be great. That I would be all. I think we'd all be very cleaned up if that was the case. I think we'd all be much better people if you stepped out of line and his hand reached down and stop that. You're like, okay. All right. I'll I'll knock it off. Um. And so this is where I get into that thing of like well there this is why I say, like all evidence suggests there's zero God ever um you take situations like Catholic priests molested um i i I marvel at the idea that there could be a true and just God who would let his highest of holies of appointed you know uh holiest people that are the closest supposedly to him the direct line to god if you will the person you go to to confess your sins holy of holies that those people are molesting and aren't shot down by lightning or some other miraculous thing so you so you immediately you, so you blame somewhere. a lot of this stuff on god because he's no blaming implies that, that an existence uh, i i'm literally saying that the lack... That's
1: why there's no existence. Yeah,
0: the lack of any sort of uh, uh, evidence of of retribution, uh, especially in comparison with the Bible, where, you know, a couple of people are banging into town, and then, you know, Lot and his wife try to get away, and she turns her head, and it turned into salt, because she looked at a town of where people are having massive sex. And yet, you know... Now, in modern times, where that kind of thing we would have documented proof of, uh we don't ever see anything like that. we don't see you know wicked smiting we don't there's no raining for forty days, forty nights, flood the earth, none of that. all the stuff that was magnificent and miraculous all happens conveniently before there was any way to take a record of it. It was just stories
1: can i can I mention something to By you all means the Old Testament, which is what you're talking about. The Old Testament is everything that happened before Jesus. The Old Testament is not to be taken literally as an actual historical event. Now, all the Baptists and the Methodists and the Lutherans and the Protestants are going crazy if they're listening to me right now because they do believe that it is the actual word of God written on table by Moses. Right, right inspired by uh, by God. The Catholic Church, and I don't like to speak for the Catholic Church, so I'll just speak to what I believe I've been told in the many, many, many years of Catholic teachings, is that they're like stories. They have a point to them. They're trying to tell you something. Sure, sure. There's a tremendous amount of sex and violence in the Old Testament. If you read it, it's it's almost like a horror story people with five and six wives, people killing their children, you know, uh, all kinds of, I mean, just unbelievable things. Mm -hmm. So if you think about the time in which it was written and there needing to be some sort of law to make it civil, that's what that's all about. That's, That's what those stories are about. They're about trying to get a civilization that's not just animals. No, I, I, we're on. Uh, that's absolutely. And that's the, what yeah. it's not. It's not the, You know, it's not that. Now, there's people are going to tell you they found Noah's Ark. Yeah, yeah, it's mountain. all a
0: bunch of. I'm, I'm with you, and that's that's been that's that's. So, so
1: that's I'm perfectly okay with
0: that, and I, I firmly that's believe that's the case. But that's yeah, also that's that brings me to my to my to my evidence, if you will. <laughs> it stands to reason, using Occam's razor, if you will, that if you have a lawless people and you want to keep them in line and you can't watch that, we didn't have security cameras, we didn't have all these different things back then, we didn't have a way to keep you know a whole civilization. So if you just tell them, look, we're watching. Well, I don't see you. Well, we got you. Well, uh, okay, there's a guy in the sky who watches everybody.
1: And your voice you... is breaking. What's that? Your voice is your voice breaking. Doing what? I'm out. Oh my! Time out! Time out! Your voice is breaking up badly. I didn't hear a word of what you. Just said. oh, can you hear me now? Hello. See what's happening. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Um. Uh,
0: right. So, if you say if you say to lawless people, we have you know this guy in the sky who watches everything, and if you step out of line, you'll burn for all of eternity, so on and so forth. I'm not saying this is literally in the Bible, just as a as an example. And you you basically scare a culture into behaving. Um, And, in fact, it works, and they do behave. That makes perfect, absolute 100%, makes absolute sense to me. I have no problem with that. And, in fact, I think that is the entirety of religion, Mm -hmm. is keeping lawless people in line under a law that they can't argue with because it comes from an ethereal void of which they can't actually attach themselves to or get a hold of or... or, uh, try to reason with or go to court with um, and it happens in an afterlife so you never actually know if you're going to be you know um, harmed for doing whatever it is you're doing that to me is the entirety of religion it is it was a it is and was a way to keep lawless people in line and I don't see a problem with that but I think that we've grown beyond that and, and that's I guess what I'm saying is the reason why I don't buy into any religion is because I don't think that it serves that purpose any longer, and I and, and All right, let me let me tell me you let me understand. tell you
1: let me let me give you an explanation that would be more from what I would call intelligentsia of the church, which would be people that are very strong believers, usually in the Roman Catholic Church, okay. not priests, not priests necessarily, although some of them would be. This is the way. That I've come to the realization of it. Having been taught, believe me, 12 years in my most formative 12 years of my life of, of these kind of things. You do slowly piece it together in your own mind. Okay, so this is what a way I look at God in a way that, that an intellectual type person might come up with this. That is that God rules in eternity, mm-hmm. so if you think of your time as eternity, it becomes a much shorter period that you're actually here on earth i mean it's it's a you know it's a piece of sand compared to a beach, okay so if the goal is to serve God in such a way that you're going to spend eternity with God in total, absolute, whatever it is, joy for eternity now, okay, forever, whatever that is. We don't know. No one has ever been able to figure that out. Okay, so now you can see that the things that happen – on earth some of which is very nasty and horrible things there's always eternity as the payoff okay so if you're a person that is against the laws and does nasty things and doesn't believe in God and criticizes them and does things that God would want you to do, you could say, well, God's letting you do that because he can make you, he can, he can pre-exist everything. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: he also gave
1: you, he also gave you that brain for you to kind of make your own mistakes, but there's not, everybody is not going to live in eternity with God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And those that are going to live in eternity with God may have a tough time while they're here on earth. They may lose a leg. They may get shot. They may get a disease. They may get killed. They may do a lot of horrible things or have horrible things happen to them. And you would say, you know, get killed in a war. And you would say, geez, why would God let a guy with three kids and a pregnant wife get his head blown off or get his legs blown off? Well, it could very well be that that guy is going to spend eternity with God okay mm-hmm. so if you if you think very deeply about what I'm saying because I'm doing this in a very simplistic manner, if you just think very deeply about eternity with god mm-hmm. that's the payoff
0: i i and i I argue that there's that, that... God does not need to be a well, part of the equation.
1: Well, the reason He's part of the equation is there is no other eternity. There's death, just the end. Yeah, yeah.
0: But there's there's basic you know uh, laws of thermodynamics and whatnot, and laws of physics. There's uh, no creating energy or matter, no destroying energy or matter. So yeah, but when, when you get into philosophy, there's
1: physicists that believe in God.
0: I'm not saying there isn't. I uh, am I'm, I'm okay. merely saying that I, I take the I take a scientific route to it. My my the sum well, you of my beliefs take a scientific route to God. Well come on. my scientific side of it is this. Uh, I I have what, I have overwhelming make problems. You make a
1: prediction. Make a prediction. What's that? You will come to God and I'll tell you why. Okay. It's on your mind a lot. You talk about it almost every week. At some point in the conversation, we get around to the subject. Yeah. And the fact that it's on your mind, although in this case, we could call it a negative. <laughs> the fact that it's on your mind means you're headed that way. I see. I guarantee you that's a very good sign. I right, Well, that's that's fine. I'll all my kids in eternity with me. You know, I don't want to have one of them that's not up there. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, you, you know, right off the bat, Fuck I've always said, shit. like, look, I live I live a
0: good life, I'm a good person um, you know by all standards of the Catholic Church I'm more or less in line with that um, <laughs> you know look take out all the stuff about disgracing God and all this different business like that and get down to the stuff that matters about how you are to other humans and how you are to the world around you and I and I come out clean
1: how about the Ten Commandments that's all you got to worry about well I'm not killing anybody Okay. Uh, I, have, do I don't Lord's come in my neighbor's wife. Do you, lose the, do, you lose the, do you use the Lord's name in vain? Of course. Constantly. Okay. Do you go to the church on the Sabbath? Absolutely not. Okay. I I'm would, just telling not, you, you do not me. follow the Ten Commandments. No, I, I,
0: I, again, you take out the God stuff. You have, out, you have to take out the respecting God part. And, and like I said, I come out clean. Take out the respecting <laughs> God stuff. Talk about the things that matter to humans. Like living in harmony with the people around you in the world, and I come out pretty good. So, Uh, I feel like in that great book in the sky, when they they look over the books, so to speak, they'll be like, alright, I don't much care for the fact that you didn't didn't believe in God. But I I, I would make a very strong (laughs) argument for why I didn't. And and amongst them, his spokespeople have not been the nicest people in the world to me. And, uh, you know, that, that upsets me. But, uh, even more so, it, it, like I said, from a scientific perspective, I think, okay, well, I, I understand the concept of eternity insofar as a philosophical... Um, uh, they, when they talk about eternity and eternal things, um, eternity, or eternal, rather, means of philosophy has no beginning and no end, self-existing, self-maintaining. And that sums up every religion's God, Your, you know, Christian God, whatever. So in this case... It's we like,
1: do realize that these definitions are man-made. That's fine, but...
0: That's the okay. only, that's the problem is that the only way to, every religion, any any belief system, you can never have a beginning or an end. You're not, you just can't. Because your your brain goes to that beginning or end and goes, well, what was before that? So the only way that you could have a God or, or a system or anything is with eternal. That's. All there is well,
1: to it. It doesn't. You ever. You can get a headache trying to figure it out. But right. Well, this is what I'm saying. If you so. tried to think, if you tried to think of what was going on before
0: there was the Earth. Well, I, there's scientific evidence of what was going on before the Earth. I mean.
1: <laughs> well, they, 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 there's evidence, but they, they can't answer that question. They, they're going to they're gonna give you a strong, possible.
0: They can give you a pretty strong. They can give you a pretty strong mountain well, of evidence. There's
1: somewhere, somewhere in there, there's a beginning of something. Okay, they, yeah, they, they but what I'm
0: saying is that at some point before that beginning, you need to go back before that and back before that. So the only exactly. way that religion of any kind works, or belief... No, but
1: I mean, that's not even religion. No, that's no, I'm common. saying anybody, and I'm talking about myself included. Somewhere, yeah. somehow, at some point, there was a beginning. Mm, kind of, but... That... Science cannot explain No, 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 well, well, this is what I'm saying, is that
0: Yes, there does, but at the same time, you always, you will always find yourself going, what well, was before that? So the answer exactly. ultimately has to become self-existing, self-maintaining, no beginning, no end. It has to be eternal. That's Eventually, that's the answer you have to come up with. Amen. Right? Amen. Okay. Amen. So we're on the same page there. My argument is that if energy and mass cannot be created or destroyed, let's just say energy cannot be created or destroyed, that in its se- in essence, by scientific definition, is more or less eternal, and so it's just a shifting of energy from one thing to another. And so the way I take it is that all things combined, the entire cosmos, as Carl Sagan would call it, the everything that ever was and ever will be, um, the cosmos is God. Everything, every little atom, every piece of energy, because it all just flows from one thing to another. There's no destroying it or making it. All the same energy so always is always here. So there is
1: a God in the beginning. There's a,
0: if you call it God, but that's what I'm saying, is that that would... Let's
1: just call it God. We can call Let's it Let's call it
0: God. That's,
1: but that's not... But
0: that, to me, if we're all basically part of that system, we're all part of that same energy that's always been around, always will be around, then... There's no praying. There's no. That's what I'm saying. You can take God out of the equation because it, it doesn't. It doesn't compute. It doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, apply. Because it's you are as much God as I am. You know what I mean. And 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 this this can of soda is as much God as my microphone that I'm talking to. And you know all these things combined have molecules and atoms and nuclei and whatever have you, and and that will never go away. And so that's your that's God. And, th- and that's why uh-huh. I say, like, there's no reason to sit and pray over them. And when I get into the issue of, of biblical God, let's say, in, uh, uh, to the exclusion of all other gods and all other options, um, that specific one I know more about than any other, it, it becomes that thing where it's like it, the Bible brought no new science to the table. Not a, not a single iota. And there's a number of things in the Bible that are scientifically inaccurate that we have since found out. And I realize, yes, it was translated and written by humans and everything else, and maybe they couldn't wrap their head around certain things, but there's not a single thing in there that was new to science and has since been proven true that we would have otherwise thought false if not for the Bible. And so it sounds to me like a made-up story to keep people in line, and there's nothing wrong with that. I have zero problem with that, and it worked out very well. I just don't see as there's a purpose for it any longer because I think that we have done a good job of governing ourselves now, and uh, I, I again, I don't see as God needs to be part of the equation in the grander scientific scale of things.
1: Okay.
0: And that's called that's naturalistic the, the easy, pantheism. The
1: easy ex- it, you make it such good points that it makes the explanation that much easier. <laughs> and that is that... Yeah, well, it does, because... The fact that a part of eternity that we're living right now, or that people lived at the time of the Bible, the Old Testament, it's very easy to see how a God who could create everything, as you say, could very well have had that period Already knowing what's going to transpire, which is something we can't get our head around either. They just made a movie I saw this weekend called The Adjustment Bureau. And that's what it's about. Oh. It's about, you know, it's a Mad Damon movie. I mean, it was a blockbuster opening everywhere. Yeah. But that's what it's about. It's about God. Oh. That's what The Adjustment Bureau works for God. I see. Uh, they go around. Domestic. And it's like he's he's got this certain path that that derm damon is supposed to follow and matt damon is not following so the adjustment bureau is trying to make adjustments but anyway <laughs> it was interesting hmm. badly written movie but it was it was interesting interesting thought uh, anyway experiment. yeah it was just kind of you know it was no way of reasoning it but uh... So so again, I, I, all this fits my eternity story, and that is that there are times when God's hand was much more present in the forming of human nature and human history and human science. He was his hand was much more on the controls, mm-hmm. and possibly that's what resulted was the Bible. Uh, so that it it had its meaning at that time for what it's supposed to do. Now, as you read it now, some of it is sort of uh, predicting things, which which did happen in some cases. Uh, But it's the only document we have that has that feeling of the presence of God in daily life. You know, we don't really have that any other place. His presence is there, you know, where Moses is talking to him, you know, and Abraham is going to slay his son for God's for the faith he has in God, and God stops him. So it's the only thing we have that has that God presence with us. You know? So I think that's what makes it important. And then the New Testament where the Son of God, the Messiah, so to speak, that was talked about in the Old Testament, shows up. And it is much more interesting to read the New Testament, in my opinion. I mean, I find the New Testament very scholarly and with a lot more meaning to it. But these things that all happened at some period 2000 years ago um, apparently god felt it was needed i guess you could say so I, mean, I
0: guess is your your theory that he uh, or god and, uh, he or she i suppose the being of god uh created all these various universes and galaxies billions of millions of trillions of light years away and earth and focused especially just on this one, or you feel that he's probably done the same thing on these various other worlds as well?
1: Well, I don't have any way of knowing that. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not there asking what no you way, know. I'm no, asking what you think. No, there's no way. I'm asking what you think. I, I don't. I don't even. I don't even. When I think of the amount of time it would take to travel, I think if we someday devise some kind of a thing where we can go millions of miles in a matter of two days or something mm-hmm. that would be the only way we would ever find anything like that because i don't think there's anything within our reach that's uh anything like life-like. there's this a... i mean i think there's that's just the way i look at it. i don't think in my lifetime there's oh did i lose you What's going on here than right. the speed of light, for instance. Well, they yeah. get to, you know, right now, like they're talking about putting up space stations over a 200 year period, you know, where they build one and, you, and then you go another 100 miles, you build another one and you go another thousand. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a stage thing.
0: Yeah, once we get you to self replicating nanobots, we'll all be Grey Goo.
1: There you go. <laughs> There's a so, story
0: written by uh, Isaac Asimov in 1956 called "The Last Question." It's a, it's a short story, and uh, probably one of my favorite stories of all time. I happened upon it once years ago, and I just I read it probably once a year. I love it so much.
1: Wasn't he a Jewish guy?
0: I have no idea. Um, I think
1: he was a Russian Jew. At
0: any rate, the story is about. Um, it starts off. I would love to like make a short movie adaptation to it, but it's just, it's basically. These two uh, engineers are sitting around having drinks and celebrating, uh, building this supercomputer that basically can answer any question you throw at it in a matter of you know nanoseconds. It's the most powerful thing, yeah. and it's like 10 miles wide, and it's, it's, I'll see exactly, I'll see if there's an easier way to explain what it is. Uh, it says, Multivac was self-adjusting and self-correcting. It had to be for nothing. Human could adjust it and correct it quickly enough or even adequately enough. And so, it's it's a, it's a very intelligent computer, let's put it that way. Exceedingly intelligent, it just knows... There's a sum of human knowledge is right there at its fingertips, and you can ask it something. So these two men are having a drink, and uh, it also, I guess, creates energy, um, something like that. I'm trying to remember exactly how it is. I'm looking at the story. But it's basically... Uh, it's, it's all the energy and all the knowledge you'll ever need in this one giant, giant machine. And so one guy asks the other guy, when they start getting into a drunken conversation, he says, well, eventually, it's going to run out of energy. He says, no, it couldn't possibly. We have more energy than we'd ever need for a billion years. And he goes, yes, but what after a billion years? And he's like, well, there's, there's this thing that they can pull from, and that thing that you can pull from, and all this different thing. And he said, but eventually, it has to run down its entropy. And he says, no, there will be forever, there will always be this, you know, you can always pull from something. And so he says, well, ask the multivac, and we'll find out. And the question was basically, um, how can the net amount of entropy of the universe be massively decreased? As in, could you stop the re- rate of decay in the universe at any point? And the machine spits out insufficient data for meaningful answer. And then the story goes on throughout generations of the multivac every 10,000 years you check in with the multivac in this story there's its four stanzas if you will and uh, every time they check in it's like 10,000 years and the multivac gets smaller and smaller and smaller until the the final thing is that the multivac is everything and is all the people and is all the universe it said uh, here's just the last paragraph matter and energy had ended with it space and time even AC existed only for the sake of one last question that it had never answered from the time a half-drunken computer ten trillion years before had asked the question of a computer that was to AC far less than a man was to man. All of their questions had been answered, and until this last question was answered, AC might not release his consciousness. All collected data had come to a final end. Nothing was left to be collected, but all collected data had yet to be completely correlated and put together in all possible relationships. A timeless interval was spent doing that. And it came to pass that A.C. learned how to reverse the direction of entropy. But now there was no man to whom A.C. might give the answer to the last question. No matter, the answer by demonstration would take care of that, too. For another timeless interval, A.C. thought how best to do this. Carefully, A.C. organized the program. The consciousness of A.C. encompassed all of what had once been a universe and brooded over what was now chaos. Step by step, it must be done. And A.C. said, let there be light. And there was light.
1: Just, uh, Just remember this: computers <laughs> will always be garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> Just remember, remember that there's nothing going to happen to a computer that wasn't put in there by a human being. I, I understand a computer that. Computer's yeah. not going to wake up one morning smart.
0: No, so it's, it's not, it's not that. It, it the, throughout the story, basically, what happens is, is man becomes part of this machine. All matter, all energy, is, is encompasses. This giant ball. This is the, sort of that singularity thing I was talking about before. It's basically AC. You think
1: anybody listen You think anybody listening to us is interested, now in <laughs>
0: I'm just asking. I think question. so. Yeah. Most of the time, when I talk about the singularity Whoa. with people, they get interested. Whoa. All right. We I don't know. Have... I got some geeky friends. I'm fascinated what? by it. But the idea is that this thing would basically say, "Well, I guess I'll create a universe." And and it's been posited many times by various scientists that that in fact that's what happens is that Throughout a, a given time, throughout several hundred billion trillion whatever years, all life comes together eventually into a, you know, a singularity, and then, as like the Big Bang, explodes out again and creates a whole new universe. It's just a repeating cycle, and that's but that stands the reason for me.
1: It had to start somewhere.
0: It's a it's an aruba
1: It had to start. Okay then it what's had, before the start
0: that's what I'm that's what I'm saying you have to always return to what's before the start which means that you have to absolutely. eventually say everything was always there or something was always there
1: no there is no such thing as always there well then what created god there is no always there well then what created there's got to be a start well uh, uh, then what
0: created god
1: that's the start
0: <laughs> that then, as I'm saying, is then what's before. Yeah, something had to, to create to God. Reason.
1: You're trying to reason in some sort of human brain.
0: <laughs> I'm only suggesting
1: There's that you something can't, something you can't get to that it's beyond speaking. our ability. Once I mean, you get to just, the beginning, I,
0: you end up having to make that jump to eternal, because you can't yeah, have a beginning because the beginning like, implies it, that, that something had to be made.
1: That's an easy way to, to talk about it. That's so easy. I mean, that's... <laughs> there's nothing genius about any of that. I'm that's not even talking real. about
0: genius. I'm just saying
1: no, that... I mean, that's, that's the basic... That's just the easy way to... Unfortunately, the subject of God and Jesus in the Bible is just like the subject of molesting priests and Christopher Columbus. And that is that... It's very, very easy to draw conclusions based on the little bit of knowledge your brain can hold. That's just the way it is. That's, I mean, that's, that's fair I to say. say
0: I, I'm, I'm merely <laughs> positing what, what <laughs> makes sense and to me.
1: Own, I think of people in my own neighborhood, I guess you'd say, uh, that do the same things that I do financially. And I think of people outside of that that are so uninformed and misinformed about that subject that i know so much about that you know even the president of the united states makes totally i don't mean this president i mean many presidents i could think of they make totally ignorant statements to do with finances because they just don't know any different and so because of that and because of the tremendous amount of communication we have right now in our present lives, it's a deteriorating factor in my mind, but anyway, there it is. But because of that, a lot of stuff is turned into junk and trash, stuff that's not junk and trash even, because they're always able to pick out one or two particular items, you know, like so-and-so football player is – uh you know taking steroids mm-hmm. so steroids if you're a good football player a baseball player is the reason so i mean that's just that's just kind of what's happened to us because of this media overflow that's trying to sell time and information over the internet they're going to put us in that in that category of junk dealers yeah because that's what is. That's what it is. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. That's exactly what it is.
0: that's it fine. I mean I, I, you only get no argument for me that it, there's too much media
1: it has, it has slowed down like people think for some reason, young people particularly think that things are faster because of it when it's actually slowed everything down because the only reason a company likes computers is it it keeps records much quicker. But the consumer pays with the amount of time he has to spend. An example of that is if I go to Pep Boys to get my car repaired, I have to go through a whole process as he fills out his computer mm-hmm. with the data. Yeah. In the olden days, I would go in and say, my carburetor needs cleaning, and the guy would go out there and take the carburetor thing off and spray it with something and put it back on, and that was it. We didn't have forms to fill out and what's your zip code and what's your phone number your cell phone number i mean all of that is records that they have to keep in their database because they're using a computer but the customer is dealt with in a much slower fashion than they used to believe me checking out at the grocery store used to be faster than it is now faster
0: well i mean i, I probably to some degree but I That's think crazy. that, That's just the way. I mean, like, That's look, I, I know that when I, uh, if I go for self-checkout, I'm good to go. That's pretty fast. You know, and they're scanning, yeah. beep, 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 and then, you know, self-checkout, the yeah. only thing is, they're getting a little better about it, uh... But it used to be a pain in the butt because it would always sit there and measure things and weigh things badly, and oh, that's the wrong weight, and take this out, and you had to get.
1: Well, I always have them. I've used it myself, and there's always something, you know. Well, hold on while an attendant comes.
0: Yeah, I haven't oh, had a problem with it. I, the, so they just installed put- brand new ones at my you CVS.
1: Put it in the bag and don't move the bag. Yeah. Until. you. Oh, I mean, it's still, I'm I just saying... I have a problem
0: with it in recent... I, 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 the earlier versions were a little crappy, but but the one that we have right here at the CVS just installed, like, a few months ago, like, overnight, literally. And, uh, uh it's so good that, you know, on the alcohol bottles, they have that little plastic cap, you know, little lock on there. I put a bottle in the thing, and it said it was the wrong weight. The guy came over, snapped the top thing off, and then it stopped complaining. Like, that's crazy accurate. So, um... But it's good enough about jostles and stuff to where it doesn't have an issue. My
1: point point is the consumer is not the reason. No, certainly not. In other words, the consumer, it does not. There was a time when you could read any famous management book about how to run a business, and the first chapter was the customer. Yeah. The first chapter now is the shareholder.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that, customer
1: is like the foot. Fu- the customer is like fifth. Absolutely,
0: right, we're we're on the same page here. This is why. Uh, this is yeah. It's because of computers, and I gotta go. It's all, cool right, all right, all right. Take care. Then that was a fun episode. <laughs> you ever, you yeah, all well, the
1: movies on the rest of that put everybody to sleep but so? right? i feel
0: like that i don't know i'm always fascinated by weird conversations like that
1: well you're fascinated but they're in the minority well, I don't you know, I'm, you know I'm, I'm speaking to my audience uh,
0: you know for the most part uh, goons, you know what do they
1: call them? not goons uh uh what do they call them you know those guys with the long coats and the black hair and everything what do they call them sloths no so kids goth kids, huh? goth kids. Goths? Goths. Yeah, goths. yeah I, don't, I don't
0: have that many goth friends. I'm just saying, like, I have a lot of nerdy they're, friends that are interested in science and whatnot.
1: They're probably tired goths yeah. at this point. I don't know. You know, once they get to be 30, they're no longer goths. But they were goths.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> All right. You take care of yourself, Dad. I will talk to you again Thank next week. So.
1: Be careful. I love you. And I enjoyed it very much. And looking forward to next week. We'll come up with some more topics. All right. Sounds good. Love you. Take care. will right. you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.